felt so swift Rain won't lift Heat won't close Feelings close Get your mind up through winter time You ain't going nowhere Ride me high, tomorrow's the day, my bride's gonna come. Oh, are we gonna fly down in the easy chair? Well, I don't care how many letters they sent. The morning came, the morning went. Pack up your money, pick up your tent, and win. You ain't going nowhere. Hey, all right. Welcome to episode number 98 of the Better Yet Podcast. I'm Tim Crisp, your host. Better Yet, it's a long-form interview podcast featuring musicians talking about influence, talking about writing, and talking about being around. Shout out to my pops, turning me on to this. I've been deep into the later years of the birds, and he sent me this straight worship. I can't get enough of it. This is my favorite Bob Dylan song, too. I'm going to make that declaration. Every version of it just reinforces that notion. Second take on a tree with roots. Sweetheart of the Rodeo. Also, Bumwine. Legendary Chicago band did a cover of this song. If you can find a version of that, that's the one. Hey, great show on the docket. Elise Okusami. Oceanator is on the show. Brand new EP from our friends at Tiny Engines. Lots to talk about. Getting settled. The new place. Still a lot of unpacking. The moving sale is still in effect over at betteryetpod.com slash merch. Small and large tees are still available. Trying to get everything in order before shipping off. I'm going to Dublin next week. Jay and I are going to see my sister graduate high school. I'm so proud of this kid. She got accepted into the creative writing program at University College of Dublin, doing what she's always wanted to do is write. I'm going to lose it. I'm excited to see her, see my parents, Medwin, our other pug, who had a brief stay with me, episodes like 14 through 22 or something. Uh, We'll be in Dublin for a few days, going up to the Antrim coast in Northern Ireland for a night, and then Amsterdam for a few days, see some museums, trying to go to the Anne Frank house, which we'll see. I just started reading the diary for the first time. Real Jeff Mangum over here. Looking forward to all of it. It's weird to consider how little I get to spend time with my family, which all started really when I was starting to do the podcast. They were getting ready to go. So much has changed in that time. The show will continue uninterrupted while I'm gone. 99 and episode number 100 of this show. But here we are, 98, with my guest Elise Okusami, who plays under the moniker Oceanator. Oceanator is a project Elise started in 2016, but it was a long time coming for Elise, who spent time playing and recording under her own name, as well as playing drums in various Brooklyn bands. Over the last 10 years, eventually playing with Vagabond before taking the Oceanator moniker and releasing a few singles on Bandcamp, an EP in 2017, and a new one called Lowe's 
and April. Both EPs are noteworthy for their enormous range. Elise throws driving guitar rock, synth pop, lo-fi, shoegaze, all on the same release, and it works, and it's held together by the emotion of Elise's performance. This is something that I literally put on for the first time the day it came out, and within minutes was sending an email to Will from Tiny Engines, and he linked Elise and I up. By the time the freaking EP was over, we had this interview scheduled. Very excited to have her over to talk. Happy to share it, so let's get to it. We'll start the song. This is Coming Home, followed by my interview with Elise Okusami. dog and I was like okay hell yeah <laughs> it's wild being able to like you know to tiny engines that's like that's where I cut my teeth that's I remember when they started putting stuff out in like 2010 yeah. 2011 all that stuff that I was hearing I was loving it so much and now I don't know it's just one of those one of those things that I really get a kick out of is that I'm able to to email Will and be like hey you want to you want to like see if maybe maybe Elise wants to come over yeah. and he's like yeah <laughs> let me check and then by the time I'm I'm done listening to to uh the EP for the first time look at that you're you're coming over it's super <laughs> exciting yeah. how would how'd you get uh how'd you get involved with him how did how did he end up putting the record out um my friend Sam um from Hey Baby uh-huh I was just talking to him about like I was looking for labels to send some demos to. Yeah. And I was just talking to him. I was like, hey, how do you feel about those guys? And he wrote this really long thing about how much he liked them. Uh-huh. And then I was like, cool, I'm going to send them in. And he was like, well, I'll send them for you so they don't like get lost in the email shuffle. Right, right, right. So he did. And then, yeah, they just hit me up. Like, That's awesome. Yeah. Like it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good look for, for them, too. I think that, you know, you're, you're doing something that's a little bit different from like the, the quote unquote tiny engine sound yeah i like yours i like your sound a lot it's Thank like you. it's going all over the place I, I felt like listening to it for the first time it was like this journey into you know some hard stuff and then some synthy stuff and then some you know really harsh things and some pretty yeah. things five songs it's like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh tried to squeeze a lot in there well, yeah. I guess I didn't even really try to do it. It just worked out that way. It just comes out. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I picked those five songs specifically for like them fitting well together. Right. Even with them being different. Yeah. Um, 
So the next one's definitely going to have some some different stuff on it. That's great. And it's good to I I feel like I should point this out like as as we're getting started I've done 30 some interviews in this room and this is the last one. So Oh, wow. Yeah. All right, big one. Big yeah. Day. I mean, I don't know. It's like spaces like that, they're important. I mm-hmm. did everything. I was in the same place for the first 65 of the of of the thing and yeah. then I moved here and no, I'm moving to a bigger one. But you, have you met Caleb from Sinai Vessel, your label mate? I haven't, right? no. He was in here the other day. Really? And he was like describing a room and he's like, I mean, it was like almost as small as this one. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what I need is is people people having this picture of me not being in a freaking <laughs> large ass studio. It's a tiny, tiny box. Hey, come on. <laughs> no, I've been in smaller rooms for sure. Yeah, people in New York's rooms are like their bed, and that's that's it. the thing, yeah. right? It's, it's, yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, how long have you been in? You're in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. How long have you been there? Um, I've been there. It'll be ten years in the fall. Wow, I think nine or ten. Where'd you grow um, up? I grew up in Maryland, okay. outside of DC. All right. Yeah. So, so how close? So, we're, if you're going to a show, are you going to DC shows or are you going to Baltimore shows? Mostly DC shows. Okay. Just to, like if I was going to a local show, it was almost always DC. And then, you know, someone a little bigger came and I saw that they were playing up in Baltimore. But yeah, mostly mostly down in D.C. I went to high school in D.C. too. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's where I knew a lot of people from. So how, how close were you then to D.C.? Is it uh, like... Not that close. I ended up, uh-huh. I went to a private school, so oh, I just okay. drove in every morning. Uh-huh. Um, it was like 45-minute drive with no traffic. Okay. But yeah. To go to high like, school? Yeah, it was a ways. Wow. But... You were driving yourself the whole time, or uh, like I'm sure sophomore year and uh-huh. on, yeah, right, yeah. What did your folks do? Uh, my mom is a psychologist, and my dad was a psychiatrist. Whoa, yeah. all right. So, so, so your mom, your mom, being a psychologist, then she she doesn't just have like I'm sure your dad has like a, a practice, and he's mm-hmm. he's taking in patients and stuff like that. What's what's your mom doing? Yeah, she was second? she was self employed, and oh, she okay. she also had her patients that she would see. She had yeah. like just an office. Uh, in Rockville uh-huh. somewhere, right? All right. Yeah, is they, uh, were they uh, were they kind of heady? Were they a little uh, a little intense? I um, guess. Um, I just picture like you know having uh, being in you know you're seven years old or something, and then someone in the neighborhood is is mean to you, and then and then you come home and you tell your your parents you're like oh you know this this kid was mean to me, and they're like well how does that make you feel? Uh, yeah, <laughs> dad definitely did not do that. He was uh he didn't really like bring work home at all. Yeah. Um, he started out when he, when he first became a doctor, he started out in Nigeria as like a medical doctor. Oh wow. Um, and then when he moved here, he had to do like a thing uh-huh. all over again. And psychiatry was the Everything. shortest one. Oh, for real? Yeah. And he yeah, already yeah. had like family going and stuff. So he couldn't like uh-huh. be in school forever. So that's when he moved to psychiatry. So he, I always oh, got okay. more of like a, like a medical doctor vibe from him uh-huh. in general. Yeah. Um, and he knew a lot about like, illnesses and medicine and stuff so like i talked to him more about that stuff so he's kind of like a pragmatic sort of guy yeah um but yeah so but mom would uh she definitely wants to always talk about things and be like Uh she's still like will be upset because she's like you never tell me about anything that's going on yeah for sure i'm sorry i'm sorry mom i'm (laughs) putting it together yeah so um did they meet are they both from nigeria no my mom's from massachusetts they met i think in dc uh-huh. They they worked in the same place at some point. I can't. I think it was DC, but it might have been Richmond. Okay, but probably, all of that stuff is like close yeah. together. Richmond's like two and a half hours away. Yeah. yeah, and and he's he's always worked 
And even when I was a kid, he would work like he had an office in Virginia and in D.C. Uh-huh. and in Maryland. And he would like drive really far. Wow. His last job was it was two and a half hours away. He had like an apartment out there that he was driving. He'd stay there in a, for a week. Yeah. And then come home for the weekend. Uh-huh. And every week. He would How do does that. that work? He's just like, I mean, he's, he's employing himself independently. But in that one, he was uh, he was working at a hospital. Oh, OK. Yeah, out in Cumberland. So. so I guess he's like getting like contract for hire sort of thing. Yeah. Like wherever. I never can. really like got the specifics. He's yeah. not working anymore, but, uh-huh. when, but that was his last. Yeah. Just yeah. In the hospital. So when did he when did he come over from Nigeria? Uh, I think it was the late 70s. Oh, okay. I don't actually know the year. Which yeah. I should probably. No, but. no, yeah, that's a pretty good, you know, yeah. understanding. I don't know when, uh, I don't know when my, what year my parents met or yeah. something like that. I know I have three older half brothers and the oldest one was born in 75 uh-huh. and the one after I think 77. Oh, okay. I think. And they're, they were both born in Nigeria. I know yeah. that. So. Have you met them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the middle one I haven't met since I was like five. Uh-huh. Uh, but the oldest one comes to visit like once a year and I try and get down there and see him when I can. Yeah. And then the youngest one lives down in Texas and I actually haven't seen him in a while. That one, like he's so, he's like close enough where it's like, right. Seems like we should see each other, but just uh-huh. far away, enough away that yeah, yeah, we yeah. never actually do. <laughs> so, so then was it, um, and you, you got a, you got a brother, Mike, mm-hmm. um, yeah. is he older than you? No, he's yeah. younger. He's like oh, okay. 20 months younger. Right. Yeah. So, uh, is it just the two of you or is there? Yeah. We're more? the, we're the two okay. full siblings. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We grew up, uh, he still lives down in Maryland in the, yeah. in the house uh-huh. that we grew up in. In the same house? Mm-hmm. Oh, he built wow. the studio in the basement there. Oh, that's and, awesome. Uh, so he's just been working out of there. Uh-huh. And then helping around the house because my dad's getting a little older. So you were both you were both interested in, in music from a pretty mm-hmm. early age. Was it in yeah. the house when you were growing up? Yeah. My mom plays piano and she's like, uh, she sings. She does a lot. She sang in the choir at uh-huh. church and she does like a lot of opera sort of stuff. Oh, wow. She's into. Yeah. And then he, my dad would always try to learn a new instrument but then not practice uh-huh. and like get bored of it. So there was like saxophones and guitars all around and everything. All what the time. is that? <laughs> just like wouldn't practice. I'm just going to start playing saxophone. Yeah. There's right. two of them. There's uh-huh. We had the soprano and the alto sax. They're uh-huh. still there, I think. So what did he get the, he got the alto and then he's like, eh, I'm not really feeling this one. Maybe if I got a soprano, <laughs> I'd be down. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm not sure the sequence of events. Yeah. But. Oh, yeah, that's funny. They were always there with the like how to books, you know, uh-huh. the beginning. Right. Beginning saxophone books. And so stuff. you're you're seeing all of this stuff around and then you just eventually what, you're like, I want to play that thing and Well, so I took piano lessons first. Um my mom signed me up for those. Uh-huh. And then How'd you like that? I think I liked it. I yeah. don't really remember it. I was pretty young. I think I was like six or seven. Yeah. Um But you would practice. Yeah, I would practice. Uh-huh. I that's still good. have my books uh-huh. and I see like the marks I got from the teacher and stuff. So I would practice. And then uh, when I was nine and my brother was seven, he went to Venom and Music, which is now a guitar center, which I guess will soon be nothing because guitar center's out of here. I'm sure someone's going to buy them and liquidate them. And all that shit will just go to the Amazon warehouse. And then they'll just sit there forever. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he went to the store and they had a sale where they were selling so, but that's that's a local local store. Better music was local, okay. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it's gone now, obviously. But yeah, he they were selling a electric guitar and amp combo, and same thing with a bass for right. like pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "This is a great deal," so he just bought them. Uh huh. Brought them home. Where does he get this money? From work. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but he was just like, he's, he's a big fan of deals. Yeah. Yeah. So like, Oh, you know, he'll great. buy like toilet paper in bulk and stuff. I got this Menards shirt right uh-huh. here. This is my, my friend's dad was at Menards. Menards is like, uh, it's like, uh, it's like Lowe's, but in the Midwest. Oh, okay. And, and his dad was like, Hey, uh, there's a deal for free Menards shirts. Do you want any? <laughs> and he's like, what? Yeah, sure. So he got, he got five Menards shirts. Great. Yeah. yeah. So now I got one. It looks great, right? It does look great. Yeah. You it fits know, well. It looks I, comfy. I took, uh, there's only a few shirts left because I, I packed a lot of them but this was one of the ones that i kept yeah. so that's i think you made the right call thank you yeah <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> yeah um so you got a good he got a good deal oh, on, a, good on deal the combo and he, and he brought him home right and so we were like well now that we have these i guess we should learn right so, and then he signed us up for lessons uh-huh and i was like I, I just remember being like, I want the guitar because it's smaller or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my brother sure. was like, I don't care. So he took the bass. Uh-huh. But he already played like piano and drums. Right. Um, at like seven. Uh-huh. He's so like, what kind of music were you, were y'all listening to? Like when you're, when you, when you're like, all right, let's, let's play these. Like, what do you want to, what do you want to play together? Um, I got super into Green Day and Rancid Hell very yeah. early. Oh yeah. So yeah. Basket Case was my first song on the guitar. Uh-huh. Um, so that's, I was listening to a lot of that. And then we listened to like whatever was on like the 90s alternative radio station. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. you know, a lot of Nirvana and Soundgarden and right. Gin Blossoms. Oh, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Stuff that like that. was a great band. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah. So wait, how, old, how old are you? I'm 32. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm 31. So like we were we were prime for that. Mm-hmm. Like Like I remember the fact that, you know. Green Day broke, and then Rancid and The Offspring followed. Yeah. Rancid was the coolest band Yeah, because they made that big deal about, like, we're not going on a label. Yeah. Like, we're not sellouts. We're going to keep doing this ourselves. And uh-huh. I guess they stayed on Epitaph, right? And There's, then they... Yes. Epitaph to this day, I believe. I think that... I Maybe, maybe it's just a distribution thing, but I feel like they might be on a different label now. Oh, But it okay. might be... Or maybe it's, like, together. Or isn't Epitaph distributed by warner brothers now maybe? i would imagine because epitaph is that. just it's an enormous label yeah, at this point now. they've got yeah. a bunch of well they started like hellcat which was which was tim's label yeah but i love i i outcome the wolves was like my favorite yeah. thing when i was like 10 years it's old it's still i put it on like a couple weeks ago and i was just yeah. like oh album's so good of course i loved it right and it's like 19 songs so too and there aren't bad songs yeah really. everyone is yeah i've everyone some of them maybe i wouldn't put on just as by themselves like, right you know what i really want to hear but in the sequence of the album they're all perfect because yeah, yeah i feel like it, after like ruby soho you think like all right well maybe it's starting to like drop a little bit yeah. but then then like like once that starts it's like oh man all right they're freaking <laughs> yeah. taking it i remember teaching myself that on the bass and just being so proud that like, is like yeah yes. that is one thing that when i pick up a bass it's like i'm playing carousel by blink 182 <laughs> and i'm playing the beginning of journey to the end of the yeah. east bay <laughs> Every time I play bass for any show, like right. and they're like, "Can you check the bass?" I'm like, "Yep." Oh yeah, you. let me. Get- Here's all these notes. <laughs> I think it was like it was when you know when people started playing like music in high school. There was like two people who could play 
the bass solo from Maxwell were murder. Uh-huh. One was confirmed, and then the other one said he could, but no <laughs> yeah. one really believed him. But, and, but you never tried to prove it. I mean, I, if he did, I wasn't there, and I, I, I don't see it. If I don't see it personally, yeah. it doesn't Especially happen. Especially with something like that, like you have, it's you have to draw lines. Yeah. Things are, you know, you can't just you can't just go. What's the phrase? Willy nilly, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, but you were playing drums pretty early too, right? Yeah, um, I played in high school some. Like, in I played for one of my friends' uh-huh. uh, punk bands occasionally, yeah. uh, and I played some bass with them too. But I wasn't really like playing drums as steadily until after college. Oh, okay. Then, like, Where'd you go to college? I went to Vassar. Where's that? Um, it's in Poughkeepsie, New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like a little, just a Poughkeepsie's like upstate. right outside, right? Yeah, it's like two hours, I think. Oh, okay. On the okay, and it's not far though. Uh huh. It's easy. You can take the Metro North right into the city too. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. For the weekend or whatever, if you uh-huh. want to. What'd um, you go to school for? I double majored in history and music. Oh so. wow. What was your, how did those two align, I guess? Um, I guess it... they didn't really. I uh-huh. I was planning to do a history major when I went, and then I just started taking music classes too, because yeah. I'm Why obviously not? interested. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I went to go declare my major and realized I had, I was thinking I was going to do a minor, and I realized I was like only going to be like three classes short of uh-huh. just doing a major, so yeah. I just did it, because why not? I was yeah, probably going to sure. take those classes anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what were you doing but, with the history? I I took just a lot of random stuff like that was just interesting um, uh-huh. for me. But I did my thesis on African American soldiers in the Vietnam War. Oh and, wow! Like focusing on how uh, protest movements and like celebrity pro- protest movements as well, like Muhammad Ali, kind of affected their lives yeah. at the front. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So like read a lot of letters back home. And, they yeah. They like they that totally him not going was they took two years of him in his prime just yeah. took him out of boxing. Mm-hmm. And then um man there's a there's a really good James Baldwin has a couple really good boxing essays around oh, yeah? that time. Oh wow! I yeah didn't yeah check yeah. Those out. Because he was like. He was one of those people that, like, boxing uh, journalism at that time was, like, real hot, and he was real hot. And so they were putting him in here, and he was just, like, kind of really outside just being, like... Some of this, some of this is like pretty fucked up. I'm like not not so down with like yeah. what the what you y'all are setting up here and like the money that's being made by a lot of white people. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, the the Ali thing, it's like it's wild considering like the revisionism that goes, you know, especially like everything that came with him passing away recently, like the way people look at him mm-hmm. with this just like wide-eyed perspective yeah. and you you forget that he was like one of the most hated people in America for 5 years. Yeah, and just like right in the middle of his career, it was just like, "No, I'm putting my foot down on this." And yeah. then everyone was like, this guy is the worst. Totally. Like, they yeah. weren't even calling him Muhammad Ali at that point. They were still calling him Cassius Clay because they weren't <laughs> respecting True. the guy. Yeah. It's fucked up. But so yeah, yeah I mean that's that is so I guess you know, I don't want to like totally gloss over what you're doing because that does that involve like Black Panthers and like uh, you know in other my, in my thesis. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know I can't remember how much I focused. Honestly, I was I was like very much just focused on specifically the soldiers' lives, uh-huh. and I feel like I should remember my thesis more. But it was a very long time ago. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I so I just know I spent a lot of time talking about 
their thoughts and experience right um with those things just kind of as a background that they would read about in letters or like catch glimpses of yeah but like a lot of stuff i think to them was like they definitely didn't get like the full scene of it or whatever yeah you know? yeah, yeah because like censored letters and also people probably that's like not what your family really wants to like talk right about. they want to know like how you're doing yeah yeah, yeah. did yeah. you watch that ken burns thing no that that's on my of? list too i keep meaning to sit down and being like I know I have to focus. Yeah. You know? Oh, you got to focus so much. Yeah. It's like you start and you're like, all right, Vietnam War, the 60s. And then it's like in 1850. <laughs> all, okay. all right. Yeah. I'm I forgot ready. you're Ken Burns. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like great. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 it's unbelievable. It. But yeah. it's just so like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So and then were you was the music major? Was it more like performance? Was it uh, was it a lot more theory? It was a lot of theory and um, composition stuff. Uh huh. And some history. Yeah. Yeah. Not too much performance. Uh -huh. Really. Um. We had to do. We didn't. We just. We had to do like some musicianship skills classes. Yeah. Where we just like would sight read and sight play things that we'd never seen before and uh -huh. stuff like that. Yeah, but that yeah, was yeah. like the most real performance you had to do. For you them. internalize a lot of that? Like, are you are you still good at like sight reading I, or picking things up really quickly? I could, so I always uh, kind of learned by ear growing up until uh -huh. until college when I like did more of the theory stuff. I didn't really know much theory until college at all. Yeah. Um, so I'm still pretty good at picking stuff up by ear. Mm -hmm. um, I can still sight read treble and bass clef but i've lost alto and tenor clef, yeah so which is fine do you really need those no yeah. i don't i don't yeah i found the same thing yeah <laughs> i mean it was cool when i could do it but right. it's not something that i'm gonna like put any time into getting back I yeah, think yeah there's yeah. a lot of other things i could be doing so were you playing like outside of school like during that time was there like uh was there like a scene going on in in poughkeepsie i'm you trying know, i feel like i've talked to people there from there was poughkeepsie definitely there. there was definitely a scene um, I was not part of it. Uh -huh. I was doing a lot of solo stuff in my room. Yeah. And then I also played two sports. So what did you just, play? I played basketball and rugby. Oh, wow. So I was always pretty busy and didn't really like, that's one of the things I kind of regret. I didn't really have time yeah, yeah, to yeah. like play in bands or like meet people during that time to uh -huh. do it. Um, it's actually funny going back to Sam. We were same school, same year. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't meet until Brooklyn. And oh, we were like so talking funny. at a party once. Uh huh. And he was like, You went to Vassar? I went to Vassar. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> Oh! <laughs> Graduated the same year and everything. Right. And it's not a big school. It's not a big school. Yeah. yeah, yeah I think yeah. it's like 2,500 uh -huh. total. So, so did you go to you go to Brooklyn after Vassar? I went home for a year uh, uh -huh. to Maryland and, well, not home, home, but to Maryland and then up to Brooklyn after that. Yeah. Yeah. What was, uh, what were you thinking when you were going to Brooklyn? Like, was it just where people were and where yeah, you wanted to be? Yeah, sort of. I, I wanted to like try to play some more music stuff and I wasn't really uh -huh. doing that where I was in Maryland too much. Um, I had a lot of friends up there, both from high school and college, who had moved there after. So I was deciding between there originally and uh, Portland and LA and Wellington, New Zealand, because I liked it. When but did you go to Wellington? I didn't end up actually going for a long period of time until... Uh -huh. Uh, like a, two years after I moved to New York. Oh, okay. but I really, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I was just like, I'm going to New Zealand, and right. this is it. Uh huh. But it's probably are there good a lot of are there a lot of people like uh, like emigrating to New Zealand? To 
I don't think so. Uh-huh. Maybe. I have no idea. Because, I mean, it's like, you know, I was thinking about going to Portland. And it's like, yeah, yeah so, so is like half of the country. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I don't know where I got that idea. It was just yeah. on my list. Uh-huh. I guess it was one of my friends who I worked with at um, a restaurant down in Maryland had gone to high school there. And she talked about it a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, and she was moving back. And I was like that sounds like a good idea. Maybe I should go too. Yeah. Oh, but that's then, so funny. Yeah. I went to New York instead. Uh-huh. It was the closest and easiest. Right. So. Yeah. It's a, it's a little bit closer. Yeah. Than, than Wellington, New <laughs> yeah, Zealand. Just a tad. So what, what did you do when, uh, when you first got to Brooklyn? Were you just kind of odd jobs and Yeah. I got a play? job, um, in a restaurant there fairly quickly, I think. Um, and it was just like this small place. So I would do that. And then I would go, made the classic mistake of like getting those emails from promoters. They're like, Hey, you want to play at some Lower East side club that no one goes to uh-huh. and like bring 10 people. Yeah. And so yeah, I yeah. Like, did those for a little bit uh-huh. until I realized like that's silly and a right. waste of time. And like, it's yeah. just so hard to navigate too. When yeah. You're like, all right, well I'm in New York. Where do I play mm-hmm. now? And I moved up there. Like all, my friends were there, but none of them were really like doing music stuff. They were all doing, uh i don't know like a couple lawyers financial stuff yeah whatever uh-huh so or like they did they weren't any help right so obviously so i had to like kind of find a find a way into this thing and i guess it mostly started when i started playing drums for this other band a co-worker of mine was like my friends need a drummer and introduced me uh-huh. and then i started playing with them in early 2012 maybe okay um what were they called they're called water uh-huh uh okay impossible to look up yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a, that's a tough one yeah for sure so what um wh- well what do they what do they sound like was it a was it a good it, fit for you yeah it was fun i mean when i when i first started playing with them they didn't have any songs yet and we kind of like wrote a lot of the stuff together which uh-huh. was really fun to do because i hadn't written specifically from drums before i'd like mostly written most of my stuff and then added the drums to it uh-huh. as like a not like that wasn't the first my primary focus yeah, like, yeah, in, yeah. in composing um but it was kind of like a psych rocky sort of band uh-huh. uh with like it was marketed to me as we're starting a punk band and i was right. like cool yeah, yeah and then yeah. like three weeks later they were like this is not a punk band actually uh-huh. like right. here's what we're gonna like sound like but it was really fun y'all don't sound like rancid like what the fuck yeah this signed is not what i signed Brett up Reed. for uh-huh. yeah <laughs> but <laughs> uh no it was really fun we did that for a while and and recorded some stuff and played out a bunch yeah did you tour or was it like we did like two very short tours we went to canada for like three shows because we were doing canadian music week yeah yeah. and then we went down south to like norfolk and richmond and somewhere else just something that you can do in like a weekend yeah but you're getting you're getting an idea of like how it works in yeah in new york a lot better yeah that was like the beginning of of my music days i guess right you would call it and then and i feel like it's like and just from like an outsider perspective i feel like you're in there for you probably see a pretty massive growth during the time that you're spending in brooklyn right like i feel like people are really like getting in there like at the beginning of you know 2010 yeah the 10s decade or whatever yeah suddenly there was like a big boom of bands coming out of there uh-huh. like now it's still going yeah, 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 I feel yeah. Like. and all those people have been doing it for, it seems like they came out of nowhere but they've been doing it for a while right and then 
it's yeah now so did like, it, did it feel like it was kind of like i guess putting itself together as it was going or was it was it a lot of people all of a sudden and then everybody's just kind of like going into these places that have been established for some time um i guess like for me it just kind of felt it didn't it didn't feel like anything huge or specific was happening it was just right. like we're all doing our things yeah, yeah and then you just kind of saw people like suddenly you heard about like a band maybe you played with and you're like oh they're doing that that now like uh-huh. great and like yeah for sure yeah i don't i it didn't really feel like uh-huh. anything i guess yeah yeah yeah, yeah i think sense. when you're with when you're within it it, it really does yeah but, um so but you've been you've been like writing music for like some time now yeah right? yeah i was I, I had a band in uh middle school with my brother and a friend uh-huh. that we started like pretty soon after we started playing guitar so like nine uh maybe i just turned 10 uh-huh. and we started writing songs for that then we did two albums like through high school oh wow that we like recorded with cubase if you remember that program it's like no it's, it's like pro tools but uh-huh. it's not <laughs> and uh i think we had maybe like a a trial version or a not as good version and especially for i remember doing the second album uh-huh. we would like do a take and we were like we did it and then yeah. we'd hit the computer and it was like recording could not be saved uh-huh we'd have to do it all over again which is really frustrating uh-huh. but um was your brother recording this stuff then too he did the first one i think and then my, or my friend david uh-huh. did the second one because we did it at his house instead yeah what was, was that wrong? band called that band was called sofa king uh-huh because were very clever middle schoolers and thought it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty stupid, but it was really fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I wrote a lot of stuff. Me and David did most of the songwriting for those, but uh-huh. we would like bring our own mostly finished songs. So they right. like sounded kind of different, but. So when you're going up in your, and you're like doing composition for college, are you. Are you venturing out and like trying a lot of a lot of different things, or do you feel like it's kind of a continuation of the way you were writing songs then, but with just a little bit more of like a, a mind for it? You're more um, of an understanding of what's happening theoretically, I guess. Yeah, I guess I kind of tried to do it differently than I than I would write my songs. Uh-huh. Um, usually, they gave us the instrumentation first, like what sort of piece it was supposed to be and yeah. then go from there so i was trying to think of it i was trying to think differently than from what i would write for like just a rock song right um i actually remember writing this trio for viola and maybe oboe and something else i forget oh, yeah but i wrote it and i like we turned it in and i got like a pretty bad grade on it why on paper he, uh-huh. he said he didn't like it yeah and then we had um those three people come in and perform everyone's pieces and i got uh-huh. an email being like hearing it i liked it a lot better so oh hell yeah like raise the grade a little bit uh-huh. but i guess like i wasn't doing the theory things correctly like i was right. supposed to um so i guess it didn't work like that's interesting to, how that works right yeah like on paper he was like no no, uh-huh. no. but then hearing it i guess it was like oh yeah yeah you were like yeah i knew th- i knew that the I was whole like, time yeah when i got it back i was like well, I didn't think it was the best one, but I uh-huh. think it was terrible. Right. I was like really bummed about it. Yeah. Because I was like kind of proud. It was the first sort of piece I'd written like that. So I was like pretty proud of myself. Uh-huh. But. Well, how does like, I guess that's like part of, part of the deal, right? Is that your, your, um, you know, your grade is, is reflective on, you know, 
the composition that you're making. The thing yeah. that you're writing is being graded and it, it's not being like graded the way your friends might grade it where yeah. they're just like, yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> I mean, how how tough is that to just like kind of sit and have to take? Yeah, it, I mean, it wasn't terrible because like they were never, you didn't really talk talk about it in front of everybody. Like, yeah. you know, you didn't, it just kind of, you got your paper back and you looked at it and you thought about it. Maybe you like stewed about it a little bit right. al- alone, but then it's fine. It's not like getting it's a math like, problem wrong. Yeah, though, right? where you can know what to fix, uh-huh. really. Like, yeah, because he didn't, I don't remember him having any specific, like, you did these, like, these parallel fifths can't be here or whatever, you know? Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. there was anything like that. I think it was just like, it's very whatever. Don't like it. Yeah. That's like, fucked up. Okay. That sucks. Oh my <laughs> yeah. God. Are you, are you, yeah. I mean, do you, you think you got pretty thick skin or? No, I definitely don't have thick skin. I definitely uh-huh. am very sensitive, but, and I remember being like pretty upset about it at the time, but also was just like, well, this is not the kind of thing that I'm planning to write in the future anyway, so it's okay. Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think my other songs are good. People uh-huh. like my, like, I was doing a lot of like just solo acoustic yeah. stuff, uh-huh. um, playing alone and people like that stuff a lot. So right. Like, Were you cool. using the, the Oceanator name? No, I just going then? under just my name uh-huh. at that point. Yeah. Um, so bring me up to speed then with like the, uh, you know, where the Oceanator moniker kind of comes in and when you start to think about like, all right, like let's, let's do this thing. That's, that's mine. And yeah. And putting it together. Um, so I did right after college, I put out like a little, I think eight song record just under my name. That was like all mostly acoustic stuff and uh-huh. like kind of folky. And then was just kind of writing stuff. Um, some stuff from the first EP was written back like in 2010. And that's and I just didn't do anything with it for a while because I was playing in other bands and, yeah. and working and stuff. But I started to think like all these new songs I'm writing are very different from this first album. And I kind of want it to be more like it's a band. I was thinking about like how Twin Shadow is like a person in a band. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wanted it to have its own separate name, separate from the stuff I'd done before. Right. So, you can you can do whatever you want with it then. Yeah. You know, if it could become a like a four piece or mm-hmm. it could just be you. It could just be me. Yeah. Right. And I do I do that. I do like solo shows sometimes and I play with the band sometimes. Yeah. Like these guys that are here today, this is their first like uh the basis that's his first shows with me has been on this tour uh-huh. ever. Like we just practiced before we came out. Yeah. Um so it's a bit of a rotating lineup, which can be cool but also like pretty stressful. Always Couldn't trying to imagine. Like, yeah, schedule people right. and stuff. But. And you're like, is there is there an aspect of like you know you're playing with them and you you know the tour is closing and it's like I wonder if he's gonna want to do this next time <laughs> I want to do it. Yeah, uh, so yeah, a little bit, but I'm trying not to worry about it too much. Yeah, yet because. There's still tour to worry about. Yeah, and I can't sure. worry about the next uh-huh. tour yet. <laughs> I will as soon as soon as I get home. I'll, I'll start. Is that what, that's what's gonna happen? You're gonna you're gonna get home and you're gonna be like, all right, I'll I'll watch the I'll watch that Ken Burns, and then it's like, no, I'm not, I'm not yeah. taking any of this information. No, as soon just, as I get home, I'm gonna go. Uh-huh. Uh, work is doing a bunch of like pop up stuff. Oh that yeah, I have to go do. Uh-huh. Um, for for it's what? It's a restaurant that I work in. We're, yeah, we're doing some like stuff at art fairs and music festivals and stuff. You like doing um, those? I do, yeah. They're fun, and like, I'm gonna help like kind of run some of them, yeah, which I like doing because I like making a thing, right? Go. Right. Because right. I roast coffee, and we we're trying to get a little bit more integrated into community cool. and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm like 
thinking in the back of my mind, like, that's the thing that we should be doing. Yeah. Then I'm also thinking, I don't want to do it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, this can definitely be, be tough, but yeah. especially when it's busy and you're out all day and it's super hot in uh-huh. the summer and everything. But I like it. I like doing a thing that you usually do, but in a new spot where you have to, like, think about it a little differently. Yeah, for sure. And, like, all the little pieces that you have to make sure that you, like, bring with you to make sure it works. Yeah, yeah, And just being outside, I like. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, yeah, totally. I say do it. So the 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 first EP then it's kind of a mix of like new songs that you're writing and mm-hmm. some some songs from way back that are you know yeah you're piecing together for for the vibe for yeah I felt yeah that one I definitely feel like is a little more over all over the place too right because uh-huh. it's got like those two pop songs on there with like the synthesizers and stuff yeah but um I kind of like that about it a lot oh cool though. Um, good. <laughs> Well, what you now you're you're removed from it a little bit, and so yeah. you're just like, all right, well, like you know, sunrise doesn't really mix with with uh, I don't mind or something. Yeah, like that. well, I think yeah, I, it's funny. I almost left afternoon off of that EP, and that's the one that like that so has good. the most plays and everything, and yeah, everyone loves yeah, yeah. it now. But I almost like didn't put it uh-huh. on because I, I just thought it was too different from everything else, and like very like. That whole middle section that's just kind of like I really like it, but yeah. it's just kind of like floaty and whatever. Uh-huh. And, like there's not really that much going on. Yeah, it's like the same kind of chords just being held. Uh-huh. I just like was like this doesn't fit at all. But right. I was like, well, if I'm gonna put sunrise on, yeah, it yeah, makes yeah. afternoon fit okay on there. Uh huh. So yeah, I guess good thing because people like that one. Yeah, that song's yeah. so good. It's, uh- it's fun. I I like it too. But um, so. Yeah, it's. I guess that's something that we've kind of touched on a couple of times, though, is, you know, you have... I, I think I've been finding it interesting more and more recently, like, finding, you know, people who are, who are making music that seems less bound by genre yeah like the the flow that that record goes through it's like it's a lot of hopping but it all it all makes sense is that something that you know i guess yeah you you know you're talking about like well if i have this type of song here then i can like put that one there yeah is that something that you know you are you like thinking about that i guess in terms of like you know well i can do whatever i want it's it's my thing yeah i guess i'm kind of thinking I mean, I don't really start thinking about it at all until after I have a bunch of songs. It's not uh-huh. like while I'm writing them, I'm thinking like, yeah, this one can go in this direction because it'll yeah. work with this other thing. But I definitely thought about it a lot when I was putting that EP together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like a, a big album person yeah. in general. Like I, I like to sit down and listen to an album. I don't usually listen to playlists or just like one or two songs. Totally. So I thought about the flow of both of these uh, EPs yeah. a lot, definitely, and left a bunch of stuff off of both of them that I just didn't think made sense with those songs. Uh-huh. Um, so what happens and, with those is that like next, next go around, you see if they fit and if they yeah, don't, if I'm still, it's just like, this isn't, this isn't meant to be. Yeah, pretty much. I like if they, if I still like them, uh-huh. um, cause you know, sometimes you just, you right. hate a song, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. if I still like them and if they make sense with, um, some of the newer stuff I've been working on with, which like, two of them so far definitely do then yeah maybe they'll make it next time i'm not gonna just like trash them because right they're old you uh-huh. know so we'll see i feel like you have moments too a song like no or nothing or i don't mind you know these quiet acoustic arrangements that just get enveloped by this outside noise where it's like you know 
harsh electric guitars or synths is that um does that kind of come out of you have you know no or nothing like really like leads into that spot yeah like yeah it's a slow burn right i don't mind it's kind of just like you keep going and then all of a sudden it's just like whoop here it comes here comes this like wash that comes over it yeah is that a process like calculated as an idea or is it just like you have you know blank space here and then you you get together with mike and you're like all right what can we what can we put on top here um yeah sometimes that's that's the second one is how it works uh for those two specifically well for i don't mind to start with i knew that i wanted uh like a synthy thing Mm -hmm. in that section in, in between the verses um but i didn't really know like specifically what i wanted and so we kind of talked about like what sound I was going for and he, and I was like, I haven't even written the part yet. And he just sat down and he like turned on record and was like, like this. And yeah. I was like, oh yes, that great. Uh-huh. That's perfect. It's done. There Don't it do is. another uh-huh. take. It's over. Um, so that one like was definitely, yeah, yeah he had a lot. You to two do communicate like pretty, yeah. I mean, it's, it's obvious you're siblings and you've been playing for so for long, long together. Time. Right. Yeah. I mean, an th- example I always, when people ask me like, what's it like working with him? An example I always give is, uh, it's a song that we actually didn't include, but there's this one song where I was like, I want the guitar tone to sound like the end of Inception when uh-huh. all the buildings are falling down yeah. and Leo's like on the beach and like looking up, like sort of waking up. Uh-huh. And he was like, okay, cool. Go get this guitar off the wall and tune it up. And then yeah. he went into the other room and like pulled out one of his amps, uh-huh. came like turned a bunch of knobs came handed me two pedals turned a bunch of knobs then turned everything on and then was like play is that what you wanted and i like, yeah. hit one chord i was like yep yeah that's that's, that's exactly that's it. exactly what i was going for i love that there's a story that i really like and it's um it's they're putting together a day in a lot li- in the life oh yeah uh and john lennon is is santa george martin like for what he wants at the end you know with those those three pianos in i think it's the mm-hmm. e minor and he's just like, it should just sound like the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> and so George Martin's like, okay, cool. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Well, they succeeded. I Yo, think. for real. It's so good. I love that song so much. It's amazing. I remember I, I grew up in, uh, I grew up with like a lot of music in the house, but like some of the classic rock stuff, it was just like, it was there, but my parents weren't like listening to it yeah. all the time. So mm-hmm. the Beatles were like really spotty for me but i got into him in college and yeah same and uh i there was a list somewhere that was like a countdown of the top 25 beatles songs okay. and so i put it on uh and then w- ended up falling asleep before the end of it and then i like woke up in the middle and i was like oh i didn't get to a day in the life was a was the number one song so yeah. i just like put it up put it on and it's three in the morning and I'm just like looking up in the ceiling of my dorm room and I hear that for the first time. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, that's just like, takes so many turns. It's so epic. It's, it's yeah. Just like, I just so really good. love that. Like the, the washes in in that song that just like come up, come up. And yeah. It's just those two parts that make no sense together. Yeah. But they're, but so, they're so perfect. Good together. Yeah. And it just kind of like, it just happy all of a sudden you're like oh am i in a different song yeah but you're like still right. very much uh-huh. you still feel like you're in the same song but your brain's like can't yeah, be, yeah, yeah. can't be in the same song it's they nuts. were they were geniuses yeah. she she goes crazy when she when i play sergeant pepper oh really like, like the second side there's like all these animal noises and oh, she just yeah. goes nuts when she hears them yeah. um that. 
but you know i i don't i i like uh i like a lot of the sounds that are happening on that record too and i like the way that you describe it too you know fall back down it's like that harsh noise that happens i love it and it's it's it just it's so far away from like the quiet you know folksy things that are happening on there too it's like you you're lucky to get one on a record and then you get it's it's a really yeah. cool spectrum that you're running there oh, cool. so you. when did you start playing uh with vagabond um i met her at a at a water show in 2014 or 15 uh-huh. probably and yeah we just like became friends and then she needed a drummer for a tour and we talked about it and so i just did that uh-huh so i yeah i just been playing with her off and on for a little bit but, yeah you know, she's yeah. got a couple other drummers too and right yeah yeah but um i guess that's a, that's an interest you're in that spot then for for her sometimes where yeah you're, you're the one that's like you know yeah i can do this tour and she's like well, i want about the next one I'm yeah sure we'll see what happens yeah <laughs> <laughs> i guess so it's pretty similar we you know infinite worlds are just like skyrockets yeah what's it like i guess being on the the side of like you know being somewhat attached to this thing that just generates all of this momentum Um, that has to be pretty inspiring for for you right thinking about your own stuff yeah i guess i i guess it's something that i don't really think about as much just because you know that's it's her thing that she made Uh and I don't really feel connected to its success in Uh that way because like she made it. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, and like, not to not, I'm not trying to like say like anything negative about it at all. I might. No, no, of course not. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, obviously. But just like, you know, that's, this is her thing and she made it and it's awesome. And it's, and it, but it, even the fact that I like play drums with her sometimes doesn't really feel, make me feel any more connected to it. Yeah. As like a success than, maybe any other friends I saw uh-huh. like going out and doing it. Right. But it's definitely been really cool to play with her. Yeah. And, you know, she we, we got to do uh, a couple tours with her last year that were like just really fun and incredible and got to see a lot of new places. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you've been traveling a lot. Yeah. It was a I I ended up doing like three maybe almost I think about three months of touring with her last year. Uh huh. Which was super fun. Yeah. Um and Beats doing yeah, got to go out to yeah, definitely, definitely better than that. We got to go out to Europe and everything, which is yeah. really amazing. And it's been it's it has definitely been cool to see the reaction to her songs, um, and to see people coming out and like she's been doing some solo stuff at the end of uh, the shows uh-huh. that has just been really great and yeah. really like it's it's cool to be able to like see like not be playing and see her play and see everyone else like just silently like right. staring up just, and watching yeah. and being like. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that just, so that's pretty neat. Just got them all in the freaking yeah. palm of her hands. Yeah, she's really doing it. It's really cool. Um yeah. and then you're so when did you start lo- working on Lowe's? Was it, you know, you finished doing Vagabond touring and then you get um, going on this? No, I was I was doing everything kind of concurrent concurrently. Uh-huh. Um two of the songs on Lowe's are also pretty old. Tell me and and uh what did I call it? Not around. Uh-huh. Are, I like that um, it's kicking around for yeah. so long and you're like, oh yeah, I got to actually like put yeah. a real title on this. <laughs> that one was called LA Song for a really long time. Uh-huh. So I wrote it in LA. Yeah. Uh, before I had an iPhone 
and I had to like sing it to my I went for a walk and I had to like uh-huh. sing it to myself for yeah, like yeah. an hour so I wouldn't forget <laughs> it um before I could like go get back and I think I recorded it like me singing it into GarageBand on my friend's computer yeah and then emailed it to myself or something but those two are a little bit older and then mistakes in coming home and inhuman we I wrote and recorded uh two summers ago I think uh-huh is that yeah, 2016, we did them. We recorded them. And did you do it with Mike again? I did those three. We recorded them at Converse Rubber Tracks. Oh, okay. Um, before they shut it down. Yeah. And the, but he, I did the vocals at at home with him, and he mixed and mastered those. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He mixed and mastered the whole the whole EP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. So when did you? I guess when did you end up putting the band together? Was it after you did the first EP? Um, it's, there's been like just a bunch of different iterations of the band. So uh-huh. I guess. Um, for the first EP, I had some people play with me for some shows, yeah, yeah. and uh, Eva was one of them who plays bass on a couple of the songs on on Lowe's. Uh-huh. And um, I think my friend Jamie, who ended up playing, no, he didn't play that. Someone else, I think Josh played a yeah. record release. But I had like a couple right, people right, that right. play, uh-huh. yeah. And like this band just came together like three weeks before the tour, right? Um, I actually <laughs> work with Andrew, the drummer, uh-huh. uh So. That's how we met, but yeah, it was funny to be like, I'm going on tour and I'm taking him also. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah. He, he'll all be fine. You know how to make pizzas. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it is called Lowe's yeah. um, and it's, it's kind of, it's a fitting title. Like, well, what was going on here? Um, Dealing with some, yeah, there's some, some stuff. heavy stuff. Um, some of it more uh terrible than others i suppose um i don't know it was just kind of a uh period where i i was like pretty having a hard time and like there were some people in my life that were definitely not helping uh-huh. things get any better so um yeah i don't know it's so weird to talk about um even though i wrote a bunch of songs about it yeah, but, yeah. for sure uh, well, as as much as as much as you want to, like I'm 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 not gonna I'm not gonna yeah. press too much, but you know it's it's reading this stuff and it's like, man, this is yeah, this is rough and it seems like a, a saga that kind of you know ebbs and flows like throughout the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean like mistakes, for example, is one that was is kind of a combination of um, I was thinking about like a, I don't think it was one specific person. I think it was like you know, the typical sort of twenty late twenties like dude who's just like the worst. Yeah. You know? And uh-huh. uh so I was thinking about that and I was also thinking about how like I'm not doing making the best decisions. Like I'm staying up really late and like not getting anything done that I like doing and right. You know, just spending a lot of time on things that are not important when I could be even if it's just like staying home and reading or like whatever. There's a lot of other things I could be doing that would make me happier. When you're staring at 30, it's like, yeah, okay, all right, it's like, got to put something together. Yeah. I don't need to, like, figure everything out, but mm-hmm. just... Just, like, figure some stuff out. Uh-huh. So I, I wrote that that one kind of about that, and that was actually super helpful, because, like, pretty soon after that, just, like, getting my thoughts, like, all together in that song, I was, like, did start, like, doing some of that stuff yeah. that I wanted to do. Yeah, and, for like, sure. not going out so much. And, uh-huh. You know. Um, I love staying in. Staying in is great. That Waxahachie show ended at midnight. Can you believe that? That's late. That's unbelievable. I yeah. was like, hello, really hello. 
It's like a, yeah, a three band bill that like is over by maybe 11, even earlier if possible, but 11 I feel like is reasonable. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll go with 11. Is, yeah. I don't want to get ideal. in the way of anybody's good time. I'm yeah. just, I just like being in just bed. Just like being home. Before 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like I saw, I usually am, I like a, I don't like when people play like a super, super short set because then I'm like, oh, I was just getting excited. Yeah, yeah. But usually I'm a fan of the like, 45 minute set for a headliner yeah but i saw ted leo play uh-huh a few months ago i guess yeah he played for two hours yeah and it was awesome i saw that it tour. was so good that did, he, so did good. he play for two hours at your show too? he played for a long time yeah. i so uh ian sweet opened that tour oh okay so cool we went to see we went to see jillian and and uh and i went with my partner and i love ted leo and she's never heard ted leo so i got to we we got to a point where i was just like okay i've seen i saw me and me i saw you know i saw the 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 hearts of oak song that i can't think of the name right now but you know once i saw those and then i look over i'm like she drove so we should probably leave (laughs) (laughs) very appreciative of of this uh Yeah, he's amazing though. He's, he's so so good. It's, and he, yeah. he's like one of those guys too, where it's he's managed to maintain this sense of integrity mm-hmm. too to all of it. That I'm just yeah. like, you, you're one of you're one of the few. All all these old people suck right now. Like no. Everybody is just like everybody's like saying bad things, mm-hmm. and I'm like, like no, just be more still... like Ted. Just be more like Ted. Yeah. we should just get stickers made. Yeah, be like Ted. <laughs> Just hand them out. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'll I'll take a I'll take an occasional like two hours when yeah. it, when it feels when right. it makes sense. Right. Yeah. And that was and they he did a funny thing where he, he's like it was snowing that night and they had played like half the set and he was just like we have now played I think he's like we have played eleven songs and you know this is how long a normal show would be so if you need to leave that's fine uh-huh. like everything's okay like if you yeah, need to get yeah. home it's uh-huh. late it's snowing i get it we're gonna play right another 11 songs but don't feel like you have to stay that's so good <laughs> yeah that's and so I was like, good yes thank uh-huh. you for this heads up like <laughs> now i can make an informed decision i've seen a lot of show do i want to see more show and like yeah. i did uh-huh. and i think most obviously most people stayed but like yeah, some people yeah. probably were like great i'm so tired now i don't feel weird about it and i'm gonna go home and uh-huh. that's great i think <laughs> Yeah, it was cool. The rules. Well, I I like you know. I think this is this is another record too, where it's like like I just you really like bombard people with the heaviness and like it just builds. Like I yeah, Inhuman is just like such a such a caterwaul. Was that another moment of just like all right, let's let's make it sound like you know buildings are (laughs) are falling down. Yeah, kind of that one. I the outro of that one. I was kind of thinking about. when you know when like something has gone wrong or you're like anxious about something or whatever it is and you just keep spinning that thought in your head yeah and then it just like gets bigger and bigger and it becomes this big fuzzy thing that like takes over all your whole brain and like it's the only thing you can think about or focus Uh on or anything that's what kind of what i was going for with all that noise at the end that kind of like fades in and just like yeah becomes this screeching mess it's like so well executed too because i feel like that 
he like hearing it coming you're just like oh shit yeah it's like you listen to that thing on headphones you're like all right mm, it's just <laughs> gonna be terrifying for a minute and a yeah half. <laughs> we definitely spent a lot of time yeah. mixing that one to make you know there's so much going on at the end it took a lot of time to make it sound yeah like something as opposed to just like a wall of noise yeah for sure i think there's like I think there's even like four rhythm guitars going on. Oh, for and real? Like, yeah. And then the my friend Mark was playing some of those like kind of screechier, um, like echoey guitars. And uh-huh. then I came in with my like that all that noise that I put on. Right. And I remember looking up when recording it. At the, I was like making all this noise. And I looked up at the engineer's face and he was just like, yeah, yeah. like thumbs up, huge smile. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, cool. I was yeah, worried yeah. this was stupid. But uh-huh. yeah. When you play that live, is it you, you think you... You get it every time. You th- um, yeah, I've got the the pedal sequence uh-huh. down, and it's a little bit different. Um, you know, we don't like it doesn't like slowly come in. Right, it kind of just like drops really heavy right after I'm done singing. Uh huh. Um, I feel like that's a that's a better live effect too. Yeah, you just have people that are just like whoa. Yeah, it comes. Right. We like drop heavy. We kind of like shred for a second, and uh-huh. then I like kick on that the main pedal that makes yeah. the kind of like. Um, random signals right so it's like sounds like it's sort of coming from everywhere and Uh it's quieter and louder i kick that one on first and then just kind of like build it into like more of a messy noise yeah before we end it yeah and it doesn't really have when we play it live we just keep playing it until we feel like we're done yeah playing it so Uh like it's different lengths every show hell yeah yeah that's so fun that has to be just like i'm feeling it yeah all right another yeah there's some days like yeah uh i'll look up at whoever's drumming and like they'll be just really shredding and like Uh just on it like with a bunch of fills i'm like cool let's keep going yeah oh that's (laughs) so fun yeah well um hey uh it was so nice having you come by the the last one in here oh yeah i love this i love both of these eps they're so great so so i'm excited to see you know what you what you do as you as you continue to go forward Great stuff from Elise, putting the time in, putting the pieces together, building it, and now unleashing it. Lowe's, five songs, but it is a journey. So much packed into those tracks. Great to talk about them and gain perspective. Thanks so much to Elise for coming by. Check out Oceanator online, oceanator.bandcamp.com. Check them on tour with Pedal and Camp Cope in June and July. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or on Bandcamp, bettyatpodcast.bandcamp.com. Like the page on Facebook. You can send me a message on there. Twitter is at bettyatpod. Give my other shows a shot, as you were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, Postmarktum, Meta Perspectives in Professional Wrestling. The website is bettyat.com. T-shirts are at bettyatpod dot com slash merch and thank you so much thanks to elise thank you chloe thanks to will sending love to carl kuhn take care of yourself bubba and thanks y'all for continuing to show love we're turning two this month but we're taking it 
to the end, to the end. Come back next week. Thanks, boys. Yeah.